0: This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers and happiness curators interested in tools, tips, and remedies coming from the wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda. I am Kelly Marie Mills from Yoga Ayurveda Living. Welcome to my happy place. This is Series 7. You are on chakra 2, the fluid water world of Svadhisthana. Here we dive into a pool of creative possibility, all within the lower belly and pelvis in this chakra. Svadhisthana translates as one's own dwelling place or one's own abode. It is our comfort home, our comfort zone. It is where we find deep-seated relief And when our creativity is expressed, we feel connected to nature's rhythm. Of course, being connected to the fluid nature of water can get swept off course a little bit more swiftly than our base chakra. We can get immersed. We could drown in sorrow or drowning in our paperwork, drowning in our work. And all of these really express our creativity's inaccessible when we are feeling overwhelmed. We could also look at the metaphors of Shallow. She is so shallow she can't swim. He is so deep he can hardly stand up. We can dive to the depths of our being. We all have hidden depths. All of these are ways to explain our relationships to this chakra, this energy, this energetic wheel, which chakra means, wheel. We all have hidden depths. All of these are metaphors to explain our relationship to this chakra. Keep in mind that, just like any relationship, if one vital component becomes unbalanced on a chronic basis, it puts those closest to it out of kilter. Just a few takeaways in case you want only a quick visit. This is the part of the body that has to do with my residence or my creation. Creation is a relationship with the other. Whatever other happens to be, it could be a pen, paper, brushes, canvas, chalk, clay, yoga mat, another person or people or just the mirror, who we see here right now and how judgy or clear we can co-create. Svadastana relates to the element of water which is the fluid nature of life. It, like the first chakra, holds a supportive role in our whole life. This energetic wheel can be fluid, but only if there is enough water to make it so. Otherwise it gets stuck, stuck in the mud. Simply put, the chakra is all about the lower belly and lower back, plus anything to do with what is inside of this area. The pelvis, lumbar, spine, plus the circulatory system and muscles. One is fluid in nature and one gives us fluid movement. This chakra is orange. If you want to engage with your creativity, one quick fix is to wear sunset orange dresser shirt. <laughs> I know that seems really simple, but you'd actually be quite surprised. And we need to remember that water likes to pool in low places, but needs balance to f- balance to find a secure location where it will not spill out, overflow, or leak, or dry up. We may spend a good bit of time seeking our own natural groove, where we feel the most content and supported, where we feel balanced. And when we find it, we know we have the keys to our home. The overactive Svadastana or the, or the life principle rajas, coming out through sadisvana. pretty harsh to be fair. It arrives as excessive willpower and I'm sure (laughs) and I'm sure all of us know someone with way too much of this. It can also look like tunnel vision and we might even see that in ourselves. We're not able to see the bigger picture. We're not able to see the broader vision of life in itself. It also has a lot to do with obsessions you know because it's that tunnel vision and those compulsions. It's really connected to the narcissist because they cannot move outside of themselves. They are like the self-centered mandala. One of the key points is that it is separation from sensation or feelings. You see, without water, if you think of it, um, on the tongue, we have no taste unless we have saliva on our tongue. So this separation from water numbs us. It stops the taste of life happening. It's as if we do not have the capability to connect to intimacy, to another, or most especially to ourselves. And underactive, the tamasic energy of svanasthana, think of like water in a small fishbowl, separated from the breath, from others. It can't flow anywhere, and so it has a low sense of self because it is no longer connected It gets confused about what life is for. And so it doesn't understand anymore what creation is. It's isolated and totally removed from the community. Like a goldfish bowl, it feels out to sea without being in the sea. It can show up as intimacy issues, shyness, turning inward, and even kind of martyr syndrome, you know, that... um, And we've all had that. We all understand martyr syndrome is like, oh, poor me this or that. And I think that especially shows up when we're younger, because we're really developing and evolving. But you will find it throughout everyone's lives that we often feel put upon by something else other than ourselves, we feel the victim. But simple remedies, because there's always something with yoga and Ayurveda, simple remedies for the overactive svadastana that overactive rajasic energy, finding ways to get vitamin E in you. Um, using melons to create that wateriness. Make sure that if you're having melons that it's at least 45 minutes before you eat anything else or after you eat anything else because the enzyme function is completely different. Vegetable juicing again, so this is the groundedness but in that liquid format. But you need to drink it in at least mildly room temperature. Don't have it cold if the if the vegetables have been in the fridge and you've whizzed them up. And also saying that from anything we buy when we're on the run, that food from the refrigerator in any shops, basically we should try and have them room temperature. Although I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, no way. What I do is I'd throw some warm water into something that's too cold. And then that just helps to reduce the temperature. It doesn't actually make it warm, but it just reduces it. Breathing practices for um, rajasic, but also actually the tamasic energies are alternate nostril breathing, nadi shodana. but most especially for overactive is abdominal breathing. And then for the underactive or the tamasic energy, that sense of inertia in our creative center, I like turning towards things that are more activating. So you could use the mantra mantra, Vam, And you could just repeat it over and over. You could do it long or slow. Sorry, long and slow, or short and fast. So short and fast might work better initially, and then slowing it down. This is really related to the apana vayu. So that is the detoxifying exhale, bringing your breath down into the pelvis, down to the bones of your legs, and into your feet but also using aromatherapy. I love using aromatherapy for tamasic energy. Sage is a real clearing scent. It kind of feels heavy initially, but it does brighten everything afterwards. Sandalwood is excellent. And of course, lavender and rose, kind of some of those sweeter things you see, because it is the sweetness of life. This water of life, rasa, is actually the sweetness of life. So we try to resweeten it. We try to reinvigorate it with sweetness. And so when we can enliven that sense of taste, that sense of connection, that's what this aromatherapy does. But I do want to say that if you like this podcast, go ahead and rate it and review it. That would really help. I'd be ever so grateful. (laughs) Um, So as we continue, the water chakra is the cosmic expression of all fluid states of life itself. So like Ayurveda, Ayurveda, a system of enumeration. One thing births the next, like a set of dominoes being stacked up. As we understand the unique elements of life and how they inhabit our lives, it gives us tools to live in complete health. The experience of water is what we are born into and then out of. We are destined to discover our own creative center from the moment we shed our own inimitable light in our birth mother's womb. Meeting the watery nature of life is everywhere. Everywhere in Ireland, definitely. It's in our faces because the air is damp. We appreciate it as much as we wish for more sunshine. Fluid life is all around us here, the rivers, the oceans, the skies. And the effect of this water is the creation of endless new life. Ireland is absolutely covered in lush flora and fauna, attracting creation from wildlife over a hundred years, continuing to live and thrive here. Most especially amazing migratory birds, and of course, all of the ocean wildlife. So remember to seek chakras outside of the body so that you can connect into our interconnection. This chakra experiences our reflections of our own inner fluid immersion into the depths of our creativity, our reproduction, sorry, our reproduction, our sexuality, our life-giving power. Apart from one of our main life supports, we use water as a tool for cleaning, and even as I write this, I know how often I take water for granted, spoiled for choice in the various ways that water offers me gifts every day. I even have the audacity to berate the water from my taps, because it's full of the natural minerals thousands of years old. Hard water. We forget to Count our blessings as we wash our hands and connect into the beauty of life flowing onto and through our fingers, onto and in our bodies, onto our hair, cleaning our clothes, rinsing our stresses away, refreshing our spirit, soothing our children, lifting our hearts with a simple thing like a bath or a shower, washing that thing out of our hair. Sunset, or sunrise orange, this energy resides one hand's breadth below your belly button. And because it's made of water, it's really related to Kafa, as well as the first chakra. So they do share a bit of the elimination stuff, understandably. And like I was saying before, the meaning of it is one's own dwelling place. And our first dwelling place was the womb. And when we leave the womb, we must go forth and seek to find where we feel at home. As we get older, hopefully we learn that seeking the sense of home and belonging must come first within us. Because to find it outside of ourselves is folly. I can tell you from my point of view, no matter how many lovely homes I've lived in, when I feel solid in myself, it doesn't matter where I live. It doesn't matter what trinkets and memories I bring with me or leave behind. I am happy because when I realize I am blessed to be where I am, because I know I belong. I belong first to me, and then I can extend out to others, knowing that any decision I make, I try to make with an attitude of ahimsa, a non-harming attitude to myself first and then to others, so that my relationship with myself is as much as possible kind and compassionate. And the more I can bring it into myself, the more I can offer it out to others. And the more I notice when I am not (laughs) ahimsa-ed. The more you bring in these attitudes, the more you notice how much you are changing, but how much you are becoming aware of also the not changing. And that's okay too. The more we have awareness, the more we grow, the more the fluid nature develops and balances. This chakra has to do with our breathing body. At least for one reason, because it is where the breath of life begins. And when we breathe correctly, we breathe in and out from the belly, filling it up like a balloon. And breathing out, exhaling from the belly, relaxing the belly into the body. This is connected to Apana Vayu. It is the eliminatory vibration of vata. It helps us shift into toxin removal. I cover this a lot in my yoga classes. And I'll probably try and put some tutorials up on YouTube, the Dosha Life YouTube channel. For all of the very small followers I have, thank you very much for staying subscribed. (laughs) But I'll get there someday, I'm sure, wherever there is. (laughs) I just have to laugh at the lack of fluidity in some things in my life. So, but I do believe in, you know, the timing is everything and and strength comes from staying with what you have and allowing it to flow with grace. So the body connection, the areas that are affected by the vibration of this chakra are our reproductive system, kidneys, bladder, prostate, the circulatory system, which is the fluidity of our life and our muscles, which create our fluid nature. And then, of course, you know, because it's in the pelvic bowl, it's going to affect our pelvis and the lumbar spine. So, like I was saying, it is a bit mingled with chakra one because they are quite close together. And plus, this chakra is connected to the hypogastric nerve plexus, a lot to do with the pelvis. And then, because it is very connected to our sense of taste, it's also connected to our appetite. So if you think back to a time when you weren't hungry or you felt that you were foundering or had writer's block, I know that one really well, or you have a creative blank screen, you probably notice that your hunger may be off too. It might be heightened or it might be completely gone. And I think that with such blocks of energy, our actual appetite might feel okay, but it's our appetite for life that may feel like, like it has receded when our creativity is in hiding. So in January, when kind of things were really shifting for me, what I noticed was I really wanted sweet things to bring in the sweetness of life. And it was because I just found that I felt really stagnant and stagnant creatively. Although I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, I just felt I couldn't get anything written down. The thing was that it was just a process of pausing and I needed to rest and I needed to pause. And I think when I really listened to that, it kind of let go all on all, all on its own. What is most important is our personal power takes a seat here in this space. If you think of the ability to create something, it is a sense of yourself going out into the world to be shown and perhaps to make its own way. Do you know what I mean? It's like an author putting out a novel for the first time or an artist putting out their own show. You're letting your work make a life of its own. The imbalance of this chakra takes appearance in some of the behaviors I said earlier. These behaviors, they either contain or increase the movement and fluidity of water. So that leaves us with a lot of red flags. But the main ones to watch for, whether in ourselves or others, if you see it in someone else, you can use that as a way of letting compassion arrive. And for yourself, then you can use it as a way to identify how you can help remedy it. Just keep an eye out for excessive willpower or competitiveness and those that say they're very determined or go beyond the call of duty on a regular basis. And is there a way that we could keep an eye on this ourselves to really watch our determination and can we find a balance for it? Red flags like repetitive burnout or immune system dropping, you know, that the the fluidity, we need fluidity for our immune system and when that dries up, The immune system really doesn't work very well. Excessive fatigue, again, and a lack of larger life vision, low self-esteem. You know, it also shows up as low libido and cyclic imbalances, pain, or strong menopausal fluctuations. And of course, problems with any of the organs that we mentioned earlier. This chakra is about finding our own path in relationship, finding balance and health in and out of the space connecting to others. So it is filled with pools, eddies, rapids, and dangerous waterfalls when we go into the other. Yoga practices that help to ease the rivers of our body all help to keep the hydration feeding every single datu, every single cell of the body. The best practice is breathing, recognizing as well that mantra I flow with the rhythm of my life. My life is fluid. My life is fluid and crystal clear. Remember to look at the asanas and where they mainly focus their movement on, and this will help identify the the chakra that you're enabling or stabilizing. So for this chakra, it's all about cat movements, you know, hands and knees, sinking the back, rounding the back, pelvic rolls. Then there's hip openers with slow, fluid movement, and It's really important to strengthen and stabilize. You can use plank pose or staff pose. But if you're in plank, make sure that your back is flat, that your back is not dipped near the pelvis. So you really have to draw in the solar plexus area. And the need to open into grounding and fluid movements of the snake posture, really getting the belly down and rising up only through the shoulders and the upper ribs. So that you're pressing the belly down into the earth. And of course child and forward folds. Returning to the small, smallest posture, that child pose. And then if you use yoga bandhas, Udayara bandha is this chakra. It's all about this chakra. It's really anchoring this chakra. It's really giving it that depth of safety. You know, it's like that little deep um deep section of the ocean where the water can rest and be safe. Also, it's sort of like we're returning to the ocean, the shores, and the hidden water under the earth's surface, discovering your own sensuality and perhaps your own healthy desire. The alternate to that is we learn restraint, that restraint is actually empowering, and rather than indulging in the desires of the body to learn about them, and meet them in your mind. Have a conversation as to why you desire this or that now. Where is that urge coming from? Each dosa has a different energy and a different amount of energy and a different speed of energy. And all the desires are different, but they are all connected. When we connect in making simple daily inner conversations with our desires and feelings, Here we meet our fluid nature through that interconnectedness. We meet where we get stuck and obsess, and we meet where we get overexcited, needing everything to be our own way. As we converse with these bubbling processes, we change the path of our own relationship with ourselves, and we become our best carer, our best friend. The chakras tell us so much about who we are and how to care for ourselves, because you are worth it this chakra can teach us about meeting our feelings and communicating with them about connecting to all of the self with a sense of understanding and openness and open heartedness so breathing in and breathing out that's it for today I hope you enjoyed this episode if you feel that you could rate it and review it it would be great It also helps me understand if this podcast is working and I do hear some people just like the sound of my voice so I'm wondering (laughs) maybe the content needs to be upped a bit or changed but whatever it is thank you so much for arriving today. I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.